Okay, let's go to Mark chapter 9. We were there last week. And we preached about this kind. The centurion who had the son who was who had the devil, had the unclean spirit. And, uh, you know, we just talked about it last week, how that it's really not unusual. You look at that story, and you, you know people just like that. Y- your, your mind is trained and tricked into thinking of the Bible and these stories as like the exorcist movie or something. Everybody's got this false idea about devils that they manifest themselves with people vomiting and their eyes rolling back and having epileptic fits and all this stuff. And uh, No. We're going to venture out into some things here tonight and I hope you'll bear with me and I hope you'll listen. This is one of these things that is just key. It's key to understanding what the battle is all about and what really goes on. And understanding the situations like you was talking about. I mean, this is just so important. It's so important to understand your own soul. And what goes on in your own mind and soul and spirit. I've been thinking on this. Oh, it's just one of those things that is... It just gets in me and I just it just goes so many directions and there's so much to to get out of it to, it's hard to organize it and get it into order so that it's understandable and that's what I pray the Lord will help me with here tonight. Let's just read these verses, Mark chapter nine, let's read verses twenty through twenty nine real quick, just to kind of get us back we're back here on the scene. And they brought him unto him. Jesus just came off of the mountain. They brought the young man to Jesus. See, the, there was a big tumult and a big commotion. And and this man was there with his son. And he was possessed with this devil. And they couldn't cast him out. The disciples couldn't. So they called Jesus. And he said, bring him to me. Oh, faithless generation, how long shall I suffer you? Bring him to me. And they brought him unto him. And when he saw him, straightway the spirit tear him. And he fell on the ground and wallowed, foaming And he asked his father, How long is it ago since this came unto him? And he said of a child. And oft times it hath cast him into the fire and into the waters to destroy him. But if thou canst do anything, have compassion on us and help us. Jesus said unto him, If thou canst believe, all things are possible to him that believeth. And straightway the father of the child cried out and said with tears, Lord, I believe, help thou mine unbelief. When Jesus saw that the people came running together, he, you know, whenever there's a wreck, whenever there's a murder, whenever there's anything goes on, that's what people do. They come running to see, to look at it. When he saw them come running together, he rebuked the foul spirit, saying unto him, Thou dumb and deaf spirit, I charge thee, come out of him and enter no more into him. And the spirit cried the spirit it keeps calling this thing the spirit the spirit cried and rent him sore and came out of him and he was as one dead insomuch that many said he is dead but jesus took him by the hand and lifted him up and he arose and when he was come into the house his disciples asked him privately why could not we cast him out and he said unto them this kind can come forth by nothing but by prayer and fasting. So, 
Here's the deal. What did Jesus mean when he said this kind? I mean, what was special about this case that made it different from other cases where they had cast out unclean spirits? Jesus just sent his disciples out to cast out unclean spirits, cast out devils. And they did it. But this time, they couldn't. And Jesus said this kind can't be done that way. Here's the information that we have to go on. You know, what made this case special and made it different? Well, there's what we had. All right, first of all, this boy had been this way a long time. The longer you stay in the darkness, the harder it is to ever get you out. Every day you spend fooling around in sin and darkness and listening to those voices diminishes your chances of ever getting out of it. You need to remember that. I mean, it's dangerous. I mean, you are in great danger by tarrying in sin. Tarrying without being saved. Just procrastinating and stalling and saying, I want to get saved and I will when it's a convenient season. I'm going to get saved. I'm not going to die and go to hell, but not today. I'll put it off. No, tomorrow you'll be less likely. And the day after that, less likely. Yeah, have a child. This boy had been in this mess for a long time. That's one thing that made it different than the others. He was subject to some power outside of himself that repeatedly caused him physical harm and tried to destroy him and kill him. He was subject to some power outside of himself. This thing just didn't happen. Let me just alert you to a truth. Devil possession doesn't happen at random. I mean, it ain't a roll of the dice. And it ain't just any, meeny, miny, moe the devil does and he picks you and he gets you. No, that's not how it happens. And I want to make that very clear here tonight. If a devil gets you, it's your fault. It's your doing. It's your listening and refusing to listen to God and listening to the evil spirits that talk to you. And boy, you're, you're going to wonder when we get done here. His mind was powerless against it and sunk into depression and defeat. Every time it happened, he pineth away. He pineth away. That means he was depressed, down and out, discouraged, defeated. He had no fight in him. He was resigned to this misery. This kind. His mind was powerless. His heart was emptied of all affection and and emotion except hopeless misery and the fear of pain and death. Oft times it comes upon him just like this. This happens often. It just comes out of nowhere and here we go again. It tries to destroy him. Cast him into the fire and into the water. He was possessed. By an unclean spirit, which meant there was nothing in him left to work with. Now, you listening to me. The devil had him. The devil possessed him. The devil had him. Had him in his trap. Had, had him cut off from all help. There was no reasoning with him. He couldn't be reasoned with. Because he couldn't hear. Because he couldn't speak. He couldn't communicate anymore. There wasn't no talking to him. Wasn't no explaining anything to him. There wasn't no preaching to him. He's cut off. He had given over control of his mind to the point 
that he could no longer think on his own. Boy, you better pay attention to that right there. You better gird up the loins of your mind. There's where the battleground is at. The spiritual battle is in your mind. The devil's talked to your mind. The Holy Spirit of God talks to your mind. We all say, he speaks to our heart. No, he speaks to your mind. And who are you listening to? And how much are you listening to both sides? That's what we want to get at here tonight. This boy had listened to the wrong side until he couldn't even think anymore on his own. He's a hopeless case as far as any kind of human agency is involved. You can put him in the rehab. You can put him on drugs. You can give him to the psychologists and psychiatrists and you can do whatever you want with him. But you are not going to help him. You're not going to bring him out of where he's at. The devil has him in his clutches. He's entrapped and snared by the devil. His soul and spirit were being held captive and he was cut off from hearing and reason and truth and he had a deaf and dumb spirit, remember? Now we need to know how this boy got in this state. What happened that made him vulnerable to this terrible tragedy? And how did it come about? Now that's what, that's what the rest of what I'm going to talk about is about. I'm not leaving this story. We're going to see what really happened to him. The key to understanding this situation and a whole lot more situations and a whole lot more about life and God and devils and eternity and your soul and the souls of other people. The key to understanding it is to understand that this is a spiritual matter. He doesn't have a chemical imbalance. He doesn't have a physical problem that has caused this. It is a spiritual problem. We got to correctly understand what a spirit is then. And what the Holy Spirit is. And what evil spirits are. We got to understand what spirit is. I wonder how many really understand and can really define it. They've got a clear idea in their mind what a spirit is. We say, well, God's the Father and the Son and the Holy Spirit. That's three. We're made in His image. We're body, soul, and spirit. And I've seen preachers draw it out on, the, on their uh, dry erase board and, and draw these circles and show it and explain it all to you. But it's so empty and meaningless and it doesn't tell you what it... Re- right down on the ground where things happen, it don't explain to you what this is all about. And so that's what we're going to try to do here tonight. Spirit literally means breath. It means vitality. It means wind. Spirit means rational being. It means vital principle. You're listening to this. It's what animates us. Spirit. It's that part of us that receives information from the world around us and from God, and from evil spiritual powers as well. It's your receiver. Your spirit is your receiver. Spirit is that which links man with higher intelligence. It's his means of receiving knowledge from sources outside his physical senses. Now, does that sound like spooking boogers to you? (laughs) 
It's not. No. We're made up that way. You're right. A lot of you know Calvinism will tell you that your spirit is dead. But my Bible says the spirit of man is the candle of the Lord. Mm-hmm. Right. That's it's light. Yes. It's it's what animates you. Yeah. It's in the Bible so much that it's unbelievable. And it's one of those things that it's just hard to see how in the world we could be so blind about it and so deceived and wrong about the spirit, our spirit, God's spirit, and evil spirits, and how we can miss the whole game that's going on here and just be fumbling around in the in the confusion and deceit and ignorance about it till we don't even know how to take care of our own self. We don't even know how to guard our own heart, our own mind. We can't do it because we're, we're fighting the air. Spirit is that which links man to higher intelligence. It's our means of receiving information. Your soul is that part of man intermediate between spirit and body where the affections and will reside. You just have to think. I mean, I can tell you that, but you've got to think. Your soul. We've talked about the heart and the mind and the will. You know, I preached those messages on that. That was very clear. But this needed to be in there too. Spirit. Your spirit. The soul is that part of you that is your will and your affections. That's not your spirit. Your spirit is the receiver. Your mind accepts information, data. We talked about that. Y'all remember that? Mm -hmm. Your mind is just yes or no, right or wrong, up or down, yes, one or zero. That's the way a mind works. Your heart is about affections and lust and feelings and what you feel. Your spirit is the avenue through which all that information comes. Body is the physical, fleshly, earthly tabernacle occupied by the spirit and the soul while living in this world. Now think of the spirit as the rudder of a ship. Think of it as the steering wheel of a vehicle. Think of it as the reins of a horse. Think of the spirit as the compass or the means by which you reckon everything about your life. Your spirit. Think of the spirit as in another person who guides you on your journey. Or think of it as a map you refer to. Uh, Think of the Spirit as your guidance system. Y'all listening? Mm -hmm. Your Spirit. Something takes in this information. Well, it's your Spirit. It's the means you have to communicate and to understand things from higher intelligence. You understand things through the Spirit that you don't understand with your eyes, your ears, your touch. Mm-hmm. And that's why evil spirits deceive people through their senses, through their physical senses. Because yeah. people so trust in the flesh. They so trust in what they see, what they feel, what they can hear. They so trust in it. They so rely on it that evil spirits will gladly accommodate them to deceive them in that. And that's why people are so prone to listen to evil spirits and so reluctant to listen to the Holy Spirit because he won't do that. He'll show you spiritual truths spiritually. He won't move cabinets and pianos and he won't make apparitions and all of that for you. That ain't the Holy Ghost. You ain't seeing nothing. That the Holy Ghost made you see ghosts and angels and 
junk like that. That is not the Holy Ghost of God. That is an evil spirit. Get mad at me if you want. Hate me if you want. I'm telling you the truth. We're talking about something mighty important here. This boy, this is one story about a devil-possessed person in the Bible. And they're all around us. And some of us may be in great danger of ending up this way. Mm -hmm. Certainly under the same kind of influences that this boy was. The Spirit can also act as a blocker to stop you from turning this way or that. And I'm talking about both. I'm talking about evil spirits can stop you from coming to God. They can block you. Yes, they can. Because you listen to them. That's the only way. They don't physically block you. They don't forcefully block you. They don't override your will. They don't change your makeup in any way. They just lie to you and you listen to them. You can do it tomorrow. You can do it later. You need to understand it better. You need to wait. And you'll wait. And that's how they get you. That's how they finally get you in hell. Now before they get you there, they wreck your life and destroy everything and make it miserable for you. They make it hell here before they drag you into hell below. The great battle in man is between the heart which is the soul and the mind. That's the battle going on. Galatians 5, verse 17. For the flesh lusteth against the spirit, and the spirit lusteth against the flesh. And these are contrary the one to the other, so that ye cannot do the things that ye would. Now that's a capital S. That's referring to the Holy Spirit of God there. The great battle in man is between the heart and the mind. The mind must operate in truth. Your mind cannot It refuses to accept falsehoods. It does not compute. And so your mind has to be overridden or fed with false information and deceived. Your mind has to be blinded. The Bible, these are Bible words. This is Bible phrases and language that the Bible talks about. The mind's being blinded so they can't believe. The mind has to operate into it. The heart's where the affections and the lust of man cry out for satisfaction. The spirit is in between and is listening for instructions and direction from outside sources. <laughs> oh, I just wish you'd get that. I just wish you could get that right there. You got your heart, your feelings. You know what you feel. You know what you desire. You know what you want. You know what you love. You know what you hate. And your mind has some facts and some truth. And, and your mind looks at the world around you and assesses everything the way it is. And so the heart and the mind are... There's always a battle going on because of the information that's coming in through the Spirit. The Spirit is listening for instructions, for information from outside sources. You're in a world, boy, the noise level is high. The voices are many. The voice of God is like the voice of one crying in the wilderness. You have to listen on purpose. You have to seek God with all of your heart and mind and soul and strength. You have to. You can't find Him. You can't hear Him. You have to purposely turn off the noise. Not listen to the noise. Block the noise. But we don't. Our spirit just drinks it in. And then we come to church once or twice or three times a week and get a little bit of 
If the preacher will demand attention and if he'll holler loud enough and if he can hold your attention, you get just a little bit, just a sip. And then it's back to the world, back to the internet, back to all of the voices and all the information that's coming in. The spirit is in between. Your spirit is listening for information from beyond. You're looking for information, your spirit is, from sources beyond what you see with your senses, what you hear with your ears, what you read with your eyes. You're wanting something else. That's why the occult is so much of a draw. That's why it's so easy to draw them in. They're looking. Looking for answers. And the church, the churches have went silent. And God's people, so-called, have become reprobates. A reprobate mind happens when the spirit of man... Your spirit rejects God's truth and counsel and replaces it with superstition and spiritual evil. You got a reprobate mind. Yep. That's a slap in the face for people who put all their stock in these magical, mystical experiences and visions and apparitions and yeah. you're mixed up. Yes. At the very best, you're lost probably. There are those whose existence is just plain carnal lust. And that's what guides them in everything they do. They're just like a dog. Just like an animal. They just live to eat and reproduce and sleep and fight. And that's all they do. That's all their life's about. They live for the weekend. So they can get drunk. So they can commit fornication. So they can... Have fun, whatever it is. On the river, in the woods, whatever. I mean, they're carnal. They're just living like an animal. That's what carnal is. Then there are people who have gone beyond carnal lust to evil spiritual lust. And they reckon life from an evil spiritual influence rather than simple selfish lust. Y'all got me there? There's people that are different. They're carnal, but they're beyond that. They're spiritual. And they're looking, just like I've explained to you, their spirit has an appetite for knowledge from the darkness. They've gone beyond just being carnal. They've rejected God. They will not listen to God. But they seek these evil spirits to talk to them. They seek communication from them. That's how this boy got in the mess he's in. Yes. <laughs> you ain't going to win that deal. It's not going to turn out like you think it is. These people are actually, in reality, they're worshiping the devil. They really, really are. Now, our spirit communicates on a spiritual level. And it is influenced by other spirits. 1 Corinthians chapter 2, verse 14. But the natural man receiveth not the things of the Spirit of God, for they are foolishness unto him, neither can he know them because they are spiritually discerned. Your spirit communicates on a spiritual level. It's not carnal. We either listen to God and truth or we listen to other voices. 
which are evil spirits. They're evil spirits themselves. Or they are people like this boy, sort of, before he got in this bad shape. Or they're, they're people who are under the control of evil spirits. You're either listening to evil spirits or you're listening through their puppet that's talking to you. You either listen to God or you're listening to evil spirits. Now, you got that real good. Now, you, you, you're listening to God or you're listening to evil spirits all the time, all the time. If our spirit is subject to God and truth, we are an independent, individual, fellowshipping with God and others whose spirits are in tune with God. If our spirit is subject to God, submitted to God, we're listening to God, then we're an individual. I am who I am. I have a name. See? I'm distinct from other people. And I'm known to God and God's people. But listen, if our spirit has been usurped by an unclean spirit, then we have lost our own identity and we're a captive of the devil. Is Eric so clear? The, the maniac. He didn't have a name. Did you? Jesus said, who are you? We're legion, for we are many. They don't do their own talking. The spirit that has taken over does. The spirit that they allowed in. The spirit that they talked to and allowed to seduce them and take over their mind and take over their heart, take over their lives. Yep. Ephesians chapter 6 and verse 12, for we wrestle not, the same old verses, see, it's all over the Bible and it's, we've heard it and we've heard it, we memorize it, we know them by heart, but we wrestle not against flesh and blood, but against principalities, against powers, against the rulers of the darkness of this world, against spiritual wickedness in high places. You see, this what we're talking about tonight is the battleground. It is the heat of the battle. It's where it all happens. The disciples couldn't cast this evil, malignant spirit out of this young man with their reasoning, with their preaching, with their facts, with their blame, with their analyzing, with their... Or any human means. They couldn't do it. The disciples of Jesus. Who walked with him daily. And he had just given them power to cast out devils. And they couldn't do it. They couldn't do it. They tried. Didn't do no good. They were totally helpless. Impotent against it. He was spiritually deaf. He couldn't hear their spiritual arguments. <laughs> that tells me why people sit in church and they never understand. They are deaf spiritually. And we're, we're, we're looking for devil possession in some kind of mystical, outlandish, scary manifestation of some, like a horror movie. And it's sitting in the church pews. It's in our homes. It's in people that we work with and our relatives. He was spiritually deaf. He couldn't hear their spiritual arguments and he was spiritually dumb. He couldn't answer their questions or their suggestions or their commands. He couldn't hear and he couldn't talk. He was cut off. Remember? That's what the devil does to you. That's what the evil spirit does. That's what Satan does to you. He snares you and then you're his. You're cut off. Cut off. His spirit was held captive and the blame could not be laid on anyone but him. You can't blame somebody else for this. Your heart's yours. Your mind is yours. It's up to you. 
Now, we do our best to guard our children's hearts and minds, and we try to help one another that way. But ultimately, when it comes right down to it, nobody can do anything except you about who you listen to. Right, evil spirits talk to our mind and reason with us. I told you we're going to get out there a little ways. Now, I'm not talking about the stuff like everybody thinks. But this is just as real as it can be. Genesis chapter 3, verses 1 through 5. The very familiar story. Now the serpent was more subtle than any beast of the field which the Lord God had made. And he said unto the woman, Yea, hath God said, Ye shall not eat of every tree of the garden. I pointed out to you before that that lying devil twisted the word of God. God did not tell them they couldn't eat of any trees of the garden. God told them they could eat of all the trees of the garden except one. And the devil said, God won't let you eat any of this, will he? And Eve answered and said, the woman said to the serpent, We may eat of the fruit of the trees of the garden, but of the fruit of the tree which is in the midst of the garden, God has said, You shall not eat of it, neither shall you touch it, lest you die. And the servant said unto the woman, You shall not surely die, for God doth know that in the day you eat thereof, then your eyes shall be opened, and you shall be as gods, knowing good and evil. Their method is always the same. There's the devil. First time in the Bible, there he is. You see how he does it. He does, he's not changed one bit in his approach. He does it the same way, follows the same outline. His plan is his plan. And it works. Why should he change it? All these 6,000 years later, and it still works as good as it did that time, if not better. They twist God's words to confuse your mind. I'm talking about evil spirits talking to your mind. You listening to me? Evil spirits talking to your mind will twist God's word. And it does it to confuse your mind. And they'll misquote God by adding to or taking away from His words. That's why you need to read your Bible. I mean, you need to look at it. I like listening to it sometimes, but that ain't good enough. You need to look at it with your eyes. And you need to read it often. And you need to know it. And you need to know what it says. Yes, sir. And you don't need to live in this realm of just hodgepodge, slap happy, half quoting verses of the Bible and messing them all up. Mm-hmm. You're right. The devils do that to you. Yes, sir. They do it in your mind. And it's very, very easy to make you think the Bible says something that it doesn't say. That's right. Or that it doesn't say something that it absolutely does say. That's his way. That's what he does. He did it with Eve. He said, God said this. And Eve said, no, no, I didn't want to say it. He said this. He said, well, it ain't going to happen. That's what he does. And they make suggestions that cause your mind to question what you know God has said. Oh, this is where it is. This is what happens. This is how this boy got in this shape. This is how you get in this shape. This is how your kids will get in this shape. It ain't audible voices. It ain't something anybody else hears. The devil, the evil spirits whisper in your, to your spirit. In here. It's happening up here. They make suggestions. They become bolder and bolder as, as their attempt to persuade you goes on. And they'll finally flat out deny what God has said is true. And you'll be left there. Is it really true or not true? They'll paint these hypothetical situations where now, if God said this, then what about this? And if this happened, and say, you got this and this. That's an evil spirit talking to you. Mark it down. That voice you hear in your head 
that's debating with you about that long-established moral issue, that is an evil spirit talking to your spirit. Yes. You better believe it. That's exactly what it is. While you're sitting alone and nobody knows what's going on and hearing that debate's going on. Well, what about this? You know what I'm talking about. That is not the Holy Spirit. That is an evil spirit. A malignant spirit that is scratching at your door, trying to get in to your soul, into your mind, and establish a stronghold. You end up just like this. Or dead and in hell. This boy was blessed and fortunate that Jesus found him. How many do you think don't? Almost all. It's rare that anybody ever finds their way out of this mess like this. That voice you hear in your head that's debating with you about long-established moral issues. That's an evil spirit talking to you. That ain't your high IQ of figuring things out, you fool. It's a devil talking to you. It's red lights should go off in your spirit and mind when you realize that there's a debate going on in your mind about crossing a line that your mind and conscience is telling you not to. That's right. It's evil spirits that have convinced so many to drop all the standards of righteousness and separation from this wicked world around us. And it's evil spirits that are continuing to do this in matters like drinking alcohol. Yep. Yes, sir. You don't hardly know any Christians anymore. Don't think it's, well, it's okay. It's got to be okay. Ain't nothing that wrong with it. Do you? And that's why these evil spirits and voices are on the rampage now. They've got a wide open door. I saw in the news where some uh, pastor, lead leader of this Love Winds ministry in North Carolina was on an airplane and he urinated on this woman on the airplane. Of course, they arrested him and all of this. And he said he was asleep and he doesn't know what he's doing and he's a pastor and he was going to sue him for blackening his image and all that. But you know what they said? They said he'd smell like alcohol. That's the pastor the Loved Winds Ministries. And that's what the world sees. And so, how are they ever going to hear God? That's what gives the fuel. That's what gives the, the power to these evil spirits to have free reign in the time we're living in. Let me tell you something. If you don't run to the shepherd of your soul and the word of God, that evil spirit will create enough doubt in your mind about God and truth that you'll do exactly what Eve did and you'll be taken captive by him. Second Timothy chapter 2, verse 22 through 26. Flee also youthful lust, but follow righteousness, faith, charity, peace, with them that call on the Lord out of a pure heart. But foolish and unlearned questions avoid, knowing that they do gender strife. Well, we think of that as among ourselves, but you better take that in this arena too. Avoid foolish questions that evil spirits suggest to your mind. Are you listening to me? You sit around and think after watching the world and listening to the world and then the evil spirits come in and just suggest something to your mind and nobody hears it and nobody knows it. Mom and dad don't know it and your wife don't know it and your husband don't know it. And you're entertaining in your mind this question. 
Is it really true? How do I know it's true? Just because they said it's true and the devil will make sure to tell you that. Why, you just trust them. You believe everything your dad and mom says to you? You believe everything you hear at church? You think they're perfect? You think they know everything? That ain't the Holy Spirit. You're listening to devils. You are. And they're scratching at your door trying to get into your soul. And you don't know what danger you're in and where that road's going to take you. And the servant of the Lord must not strive, but be gentle unto all men, apt to teach, patient, in meekness, instructing those that oppose themselves. If God, peradventure, will give them repentance to the acknowledging of the truth, that they may recover themselves out of the snare of the devil, who are taken captive by him at his will. Evil spirits don't stop when they get you to cross that line one time. They don't stop. That ain't their goal. That's not the end game. So you better not listen that first time. I'm, I'm just crying aloud tonight and warning you about that voice you're listening to. Those voices that talk to you. I'm trying to identify them to you. I'm trying to alert you to recognize where it's coming from. It's only the beginning and their goal is to have you in the same shape as this centurion's son and then dead and in hell. That's what the goal is. An evil spirit will suggest and encourage imaginations. God don't encourage you to imagine wild imaginations. The devil will. Imagine. Dream up. Live in fantasies. I mean like stories played out in your mind. Just... The devil does that. God doesn't do that. God don't do that. You'll eventually begin to perceive these imaginations as reality. You can't talk people that believe in Bigfoot. You can't talk them out of it. They know it's real. Yes, sir. You ever seen one? Well, not yet, but I know. They've imagined and imagined and they've listened to other people's imaginations about it. And aliens, same with that. Same with ghosts. Same with everything else. And people who see angels. You ain't going to talk them out of it. Their imaginations have become reality to them. What happens when people lose their mind? They're crazy. Crazy bed bed. They see spiders all over the walls. I remember Grandpa's older sister, Dad. You remember her? She seen monsters and aliens all around her house. And she was scared to death all the time. When you lose your mind, you see things that aren't there. That's because you've imagined so long and lived in until you just you've lost your mind. That's the devil. God has not given us a spirit of fear, but of love and of power and of a sound mind. Sound mind. That maniac of Gadara, after Jesus cast that legion of devils out of him, he was sitting at Jesus' feet, clothed. And in his right mind. Yes, sir. God will fix you. He'll fix your mind. Fix your heart. He'll put you back like you're supposed to be. The devil is out to destroy you. And take you all apart. And possess you. Where you're under his control. Where you ain't even got a mind of your own. An evil spirit will stir your curiosity. And urge you to seek answers from sources other than God and his word. Or to believe things. Or to go after things. Just 
all this immorality and stuff that's going on in our day, that's mostly the way He does it right there. An evil spirit will do that. Now, the Holy Spirit of God will speak to your spirit. comes through the same avenue. Your receiver. Holy Spirit's going to speak to you the same way. All right? Now, stay with me here. The Holy Spirit of God will speak to our spirit also, but it's very easily distinguished from an evil spirit. You don't have to worry about being deceived about the Holy Spirit. You'll know who He is. Ain't no doubt about it. Won't be no doubt about it. He operates completely different. Jesus said in John ten twenty seven, My sheep hear my voice, and I know them, and they follow me. He said in verse 5 of that same chapter, And a stranger will they not follow, but will flee from him, for they know not the voice of strangers. All right now, I've told you how to recognize the difference. I've just told you a little bit. Man, there's a whole bunch more I could say. But I mean, you just ought to know. A malignant spirit is going to confuse you. It's going to do things the Holy Spirit don't do. Jesus promised that the Holy Spirit would be our comforter, didn't he? That's what he called him, the comforter. It is expedient for you that I go away. If I go not away, the comforter cannot come. But if I go away, I'll send the comforter. You know, the words behind that, like in the Spanish Bible, it says, I'll not leave you orphans. I'll come unto you with the Holy Ghost. The Comforter. He doesn't scare you. He doesn't confuse you. He doesn't make you unstable. He promised that the Holy Spirit would guide us into all truth. Never, never into error. So we should try the spirits to see if they be of God. As in 1 John chapter 4, verse 1. Beloved, believe not every spirit. See what we're talking about? Believe not every spirit. Don't believe everything that enters your mind. Don't say, well, that's just because of my sinful nature. No, it's the devil, man. It's the devil talking to you. The devil suggests thoughts in your mind. Don't tell me he don't. You know he does. Yes, sir. That's just my old rotten flesh. It ain't flesh at all. We wrestle not against flesh and blood. It's spiritual. It's powers and darkness. And spiritual wickedness in high places. High places. Believe not every spirit, but try the spirits whether they are of God. Because many false prophets are going out into the world. Try the spirits to see if they're of God. Now how do you know if they're of God? Because God won't lie to you. God won't confuse you. If it's God, it'll be comfort. If it's God, it'll be truth. If it's God, there won't be a conflict in your soul with your mind. God, if it's God, He'll speak peace to you. Not turmoil. Not strife. Not conflict. God, the Spirit of God is never going to say to you, you better leave that person alone. That's a rotten field. They don't care nothing about you. Ain't nobody loves you and everybody hates you. That ain't never going to be the Spirit of God. That's the devil talking to you. A devil talking to you. When he makes you think evil of other people, that voice in your head says, Wow, you better wake up. It's a spiritual battle. Don't say, well, that's just my old flesh. It ain't your flesh. The Holy Spirit will debate with our mind also. But he'll advocate for holiness and truth. Y'all listening to me. He ain't going to suggest things that are unholy. He's not going to 
make you doubt about things that are right. If we listen to the Holy Spirit, you know what He'll do? He will convince us of truth and that God's way is the right way. If you listen to the Holy Spirit of God, He'll convince, you know that word is used a lot, Holy Ghost conviction. Been convicted by the Holy Ghost. Same word. He'll convince you. If you listen to Him, He'll convince you. Who are you listening to? If you're unstable, unsure, shaky, always falling back, who are you listening to? I can tell you right now, you ain't listening to the Holy Ghost of God. You're letting evil spirits talk to you and woo you and deceive you and plant things in your mind that are poisoning your soul that'll end up in bitterness and destruction. That means for the Spirit of God to convince us, that means He will satisfy the mind with evidence by comparing spiritual things with spiritual things. Spiritual with spiritual. That's how the Holy Spirit works. The evil spirits, they'll mix up carnal, fleshly, everything. The Holy Spirit will never argue or cast doubt upon the Word of God. The Holy Spirit of God will never cause you to question your Bible and say, well, there's a contradiction. That's not the Holy Spirit. Hey! Ain't the Holy Spirit told you that? You got a devil sitting on your shoulder. You got a devil knocking at your door. He'll never cast doubt upon the Word of God. If you hear that voice, you can be absolutely certain that you're listening to the voice of a devil or someone who is controlled by a devil. Some college professor. Some preacher. You're listening to somebody that's full of the devil. If they question the Word of God, that's fact. That's elementary, simple truth. Do you listen to the Holy Spirit as He tries to affirm truth to your mind and soul? Or is there a debate about it always going on in your mind and heart? Do you hear me? All right. In your secret place, where those conversations take place, where you think and ponder and reason in yourself, what's going on in there? What's going on in there? Look at your own self. Look in those chambers of imagery that the Bible talked about in Ezekiel, I believe it is. What is going on? Are you listening? Is the Spirit of God convincing you? Or is is there a battle going on and you're just having a hard time believing? Because there's one thing after another thing after another thing. And you've read this and you've heard that and you've listened to this and you've known that person and you've seen this happen. And Is that what's going on? Well, I can tell you what's wrong with you. I can tell you what's causing it. I can tell you where it's going to lead you to the pit. You better realize what danger you're in. It's just like Elisha and his servant. And the servant couldn't see all the horses and chariots that God had around him. And he was scared to death. If I could say, Lord, open their eyes so they could see. If we could see around us and see this spiritual world. And see what's really going on, man. You talk about perking up. Everybody would perk up. But you don't see. It's spiritual. Natural man don't discern spiritual things. There are many voices in the world now. Which ones are you listening to? Are you listening to those who are the loudest? I mean, do you do, you do it just like you do Wi-Fi? You log on to the strongest signal? One that comes in the best? Are you listening for that voice of one crying in the wilderness? You have a hard time believing 
what the so few people are saying and believing. And all the vast majority just don't agree with that. And they don't see it that way at all. And you have trouble with that? Being in the minority? Being an oddball? Being different from everybody else? You got devils talking to you. So what's wrong with you? You ain't listening to God. If, if you was listening to God, He'd be enough for you. You wouldn't have to have Amen. friends. You wouldn't have to have Amen. support. You wouldn't have to feel like you belong. Yep. That's right. That's right. Beware of the danger of becoming a captive of the devil. Yes, sir. This young man was very blessed to have crossed paths with Jesus and to have had a father that made sure he did. Yes. He would have died and went to hell. At a very young age. If you were to get yourself in this same condition. Where there's no way out except prayer and fasting. Who do you know that would pray and fast for your soul? And then think about the people around out there. Think about the people in other churches even. Think about all the people. Nobody even ever says a prayer for. Let alone that kind of praying and fasting. That kind of real faith and believing. You don't want to get in that chain. I'm telling you the, the, the chances of surviving it and coming back to God is almost nothing. This kind can come forth by nothing but by prayer and fasting. And that's not just two little light words. Saying way more there than I've got time to talk about here. God's people are the light of the world. And their presence in the midst of this crooked and perverse nation is the only hope for the lost. Philippians chapter 2 verse 14 through 16. Do all things without murmurings and disputings that you may be blameless and harmless. The sons of God without rebuke in the midst of a crooked and perverse nation among whom ye shine as lights in the world. Holding forth the word of life that I may rejoice in the day of Christ that I have not run in vain neither labored in vain. Did you get all that? That's why when the light goes dim in the churches, the voices of evil take over. And that's where we're at right now. This is their hour in the power of darkness. There's very little light and very much for the evil and the evil spirits to mock truth with and righteousness with and God's people about. Just like what I told you all ago about that preacher. They've got plenty to discredit, to nullify, to make void, to mock the people of God with. So the people of God have to be different. Yes, sir. They have to be light. They have to be separate from this world. You can't cuss and drink and whore around and call yourself a Christian and be light. You are darkness. You're full of the devil yourself if you live that way. Amen. You've listened to those evil voices until you are possessed as this boy was. The devil has you and he's using you. And you're in his snare. The only hope is there's light in the world. And we are the light of the world. Sitting on a hill can't be hid. Our very presence 
gives people something to think about in here. Their spirit is spoken to when they see you living right. When they see a different spirit about you. This word, man, it covers so much spirit. They sense a different spirit about you. Something different is being communicated from you that causes them to question all this evil they're thinking about and hearing about. It throws a stumbling block in front of them for evil. Yes, it does. We're the salt of the earth. That's what it does. Be that light that directs the spirits of other people to listen to the Holy Spirit of God and to turn away from all the voices of evil around us. Instruct your children and others. I mean, it says right there, the verses that I just read, that you may be blameless and harmless, sons of God without rebuking men, holding forth the word of life. Instruct your children and others and be keenly aware yourself about those debates those questions, those suggestions that go on in your mind. I hope you'll never forget this. Amen. I hope it'll be one of these things that just is burned into your conscious mind that you'll be aware when you're under attack, when you're being approached by evil spirits. They won't always come out and say, Boo! They won't come at you like that. They'll sweet talk you. The devil was more subtle than any beast of the field. And he talks smooth as silk tire. It's not hard to tell who's talking to you. Have some spiritual discernment. Everything that you learn, receive, it's coming through your spirit. Have some spiritual discernment. Now you're either going to listen to God or you're, going to, or you're listening to the devil. At all times, you're either listening to God, the Holy Spirit, or you're listening to an evil, malignant spirit. And this is how people get it in the shapes they're in. Oh, you take this, and tomorrow, you while you're working, while you're done, you just sit and think about this. You read your Bible, and you just remember this as you're reading, and you'll be amazed while wow, this law just come out at you like, oh my goodness, how could I not seen this before? If we were just awakened, if we were woke to the reality of this, it'd change our lives. It'd change the way we live. Oh, yes. Father, thank You for the truth. Lord, thank You for the help. I pray to be understood and received right. I pray to make a difference and help. Help all of us, Lord, to, to fight the good fight of faith. And to not be vanquished, not be poisoned, not be polluted, possessed, entrapped, ensnared by the devil. And Lord, we are not smart enough for this. We've got to have your help. Help us, Lord, to determine in our soul that we're going to listen to you. And we're going to refuse to listen to these voices of strangers and that put doubts and confusion and accusations in our minds about you, about other people, about our own self. Lord, help us. Oh, Lord, I pray in Jesus' name. Amen.